the setup. I'm Chris Grace. I'm John Accardo. And uh, you're in Australia. Yes, I'm currently physically in Australia. Yeah. But electronically inside of your head. In your ears. How does that work? You think about that? You're sitting on the bus and there's an entire universe of sound happening inside of your brain that nobody else can hear. It's fucking trippy. I actually was thinking recently that um, musicians are airbenders because you manipulate vibrations in the air and it produces like music. That's pretty cool. Someone's head. Like it That's really fun. I mean, I guess everyone, everyone, like everyone who everyone who talks are also airbenders. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is one of our uh, episodes we're recording ahead of time while yes. I'm in Australia. It is currently May 30th. Yes. I have no idea when this will air. We're also at some point, maybe next week we'll release your uh, discussion with Shoot. Yeah, that's right. I have a, I, I, that's got a couple, that's, that's uh, two months ago, two and a half months ago. Oh uh, yes, when you were on tour. Yeah. How long were you on tour? Um, we were there for 22 days. Okay. March 9th, April 2nd, um, and then uh, did 17 lectures. I'm going to be gone for a similar amount of time, like basically a month. Right. And what I we noticed- We were so prepped last time, one of us left. Yeah. We like we scheduled these days to meet up, bank, like, okay, we'll do one for this week, and then we'll bank one uh, for the second week that I'm gone. And this time I was like, oh, shit, we got to record well, some episodes. Well, the problem is this time I was directing the show that we're, we're taking to Sydney, right. and I was- what he's saying is his heart was not in the podcast. No, didn't care. Uh, it's amazing how tiring it is. Like it's just oh, directing the show. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. It's, I mean, I got to see it the other day, and it's a tiring show. It's, it's tiring to watch. It's, t- <laughs> it's very, very tiresome yeah. to watch. I would um, say. Yeah, I loved when it was over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, uh, yeah, just like it's an energetic. A lot's happening. There's a lot of costume changes. You know. Yeah. It's what seven people, six people, uh, six people. Six people all playing, you know, ten different characters. They're probably each playing between six and eight characters. Okay, yeah. so not ten different characters. Yeah, yeah. never mind. So, I'm not, not impressed not anymore. Impressive. Yeah, <laughs> ten is impressive. Eight, not so much. Right, but it's it's really it must be. I mean, granted, it was hot in that room, but they all looked so sweaty by the end of that. Yes, and also they're. And it's, it's a physical show. They're moving around a lot. They're dancing. They're There's dancing. Like a lot of. And this is a two-act version. Yeah, it's uh, um, an hour forty minutes. Yes, and um, the. The they they're also getting their legs under them. Like two weeks from now, all of their quick changes will be very easy. Like I I have been in the show four or five times before, mm-hmm. and at the beginning of the month, like this next week when we go into tech and we they start performing, the quick changes and the tracks of where they have to go backstage, it feels so almost like panic inducing right. of where you need to be, where this prop is, whatever. And then literally like ten days later. You could just be like smoking a cigarette, come out, do your quick change, have like thirty more seconds than you think you right. need. It's so easy by then. Um, I'm sure. But but I've been coming home from rehearsal at like six thirty, and then being like, okay, maybe I'll just like try to catch up on emails, or and then maybe I'll like lay down for, and I'll be like, <laughs> I'll fall asleep for like a two and a half hour nap, and it's like eleven p.m. Um, so I've been very tired. But I I'm, have. I was there was a day where I was chatting with Eric on Facebook. And I, I, I mentioned something. He's like, well, Chris is napping, and I will ask him that when he is awake. Yeah. I, however, today, which is the day before I leave for Sydney, Australia, tonight I will be trying to stay up pretty late. So you can sleep on the plane? Uh, so that I can sleep on the plane and so that I can try to get on Australia time. Mm-hmm. So my goal is uh, I'm getting on the plane at like around midnight tomorrow worth taking off. Mm-hmm. The goal is to try to stay up as long as I can on the plane and then sleep the back part of it. Because when we arrive, it's seven 30 in the morning. Oh, I see. 
So I'm going to try to sleep the last, hopefully, if I'm really lucky, I can sleep the last four hours and maybe call that like. Right. Um, well, so. Cube up. Oh, so, it's, yeah. John has a, uh, a speed cube. Speed Which is a very nice. Uh, oh, I love it. It's very, very enjoyable to use. I'm going to bring that with me to sort of uh, refresh my memory. Oh, actually, I'm taking this. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, I had it down, like I was uh, maybe a couple months ago, I had myself down to like 35 seconds cool. solving. Oh, shit. And uh, then I what the thing that always happens is I forget how to do the last layer. So yeah. now I can almost always get back to two layers mm-hmm. and then the problem is that the third layer is basically you just have to memorize a bunch of algorithms right there's no like um when you're doing the first layer of a cube it's just sort of like philosophical like you just got to put there's you're sort of thinking of like how to do it but you're not like this is the equation for putting this corner here yeah then when you get the third layer you have to because otherwise you're gonna fuck stuff up yeah which is um, exactly what just happened to me the uh have you heard of this method where to do the middle layer you leave one of the corner layers, corners pieces unsolved. It's called the keyhole technique. It's actually much faster. Mm. So um, if you fall, solve the first layer and then leave one of the corners um, unsolved, mm-hmm. you can use that piece to like move all the middle layer pieces in in right. like two moves or less. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it's really cool. Um, uh, oh, with Thrones though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's the first time. It's a very strong cast. Yes. Uh, I hope you do it. In LA, I would love to. I hope they do. Um, But yeah, it's a really, really strong cast. Everyone, and it was very good. It was the first time I'd ever seen Eric doing your husband uh, perform or do anything. Ah, yes. Uh, And he was uh, tremendous. He was incredible in that show. He's got a wonderful singing voice. Yeah, he was so good. Yeah. Um, I knew he was going to be good, but I didn't know like he was going to be like um, incredible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's Uh, got a great voice. He's doing the track that I originally did. Cool. Yeah. So just imagine me doing that stuff. Right. <laughs> Not as good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been improved significantly. Um, so well, one thing I want to talk about yeah. on the episode today was um, I have an audition for the Magic Castle. Yes. July 8th. What day is that? It's a Tuesday. Mon- Monday. Is it a Tuesday. I have no idea. I was trying to just match you again. Oh, oh, oh. I think it's a Monday or well, Tuesday. Let me look it up. Um, we, let's plunge into silence. I will be. To, July 8th is a Monday. Oh, okay. I will be on July 3rd going to another Magic Apple lecture. Oh, who, what lecture? Don't remember. Cool. A um, Spanish guy named Rubiales, Oh, Juan, Juan Luis Rubiales. Yes. I consider him the Spanish me because uh, <laughs> his name is Juan Luis Rubiales, uh-huh. and my full name is John Luis Sicardo. And John and Juan are the you know English and Spanish versions. Are there so. any other similarities besides that? Um Penis size. <laughs> uh, you have a goatee for Fringe. Yeah, I have a goatee. We, we basically yes. decided that. Today, oh boy, today, tonight. May 30th, we just shot my photos for the poster for my Fringe show, and I've got a goatee that has not fully come in, so, and I've committed to it. Can you way, Photoshop in, in, it in a thicker, fuller? I absolutely can. It's not that hard. Burt Reynolds S goatee. Yeah, oh, can I tell hard. you about a, a facial hair um, style that I discovered oh. that I'm probably going to do for Fringe? Technically, you have the Van Dyke right now. Is this a Van Dyke? Yes. Okay. What people think of a goatee is not a goatee. This is a Van Dyke. Got it. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to shave the mustache off and the beard part, just leaving these two strips on the side. I'm going to call them parentheses. I think I've seen that before. Really? Robert and I were trying to think if that was an original joke or not. Uh, have you seen the monkey tail? No. That is when you collect, connect your sideburn to the mustache. You shave this part out, so it just goes like curves around. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not a serious facial hairstyle. Right. I did for a while um, 
I don't know what you call this. For a while, um, I had the mustache and then just down the side. Yeah, I think you call that 70s biker gang. Yeah, like um, it looks like a rednecky thing, but I actually really like that one. Um, so anyway, I have to do three to five effects for eight to ten minutes mm-hmm. for this audition. So I am going to bring stuff to Sydney because basically I directed the show that's going on Sydney, but right. like I have... After tech and opening, I will watch some shows and give some notes. I will rehearse understudies in, but I don't have a ton to do the, right. last, the back three weeks of Sydney. Who are you taking as understudies? <laughs> uh, we cast from Sydney locals. Oh, cool. So um, basically, they don't know the show right now. So mm-hmm. I'm fingers crossed if my cast can make it through the first week, then I will have time to like train up the understudies. Oh, right. Otherwise, you have to get them on their feet real fast. Real fast. If I have to, I can go in for Eric's track. Theory, I could go in for all the male tracks if I need to, because I know the show well enough. Um but yeah, we need to train up the other people. I mean, really, I could go in for the women's tracks. That might be fun, right? Um, so I'm going to have a lot of free time. I'm going to bring what I need to sort of practice what I think might be the routine that I do for this audition. Okay. Um, so I want to talk to you what I'm currently planning on doing. Love it. So uh, I don't have a ton of it to demo for you, but you've seen most of it, I think. So I don't think I've seen you perform any of it. I've seen it very, oh, well, yeah. I think it all in very conceptual, like, and then this would happen. Oh no. Some of them I did for you. Like I did like some of the card tricks I did. Like, oh, you're we, right. We sat with Aaron. The loved one. Day. Yeah. Um, so wait, we sat with Eric with Aaron, Aaron, we talked about fringe and then I showed her. Oh yeah. I forgot that you're doing some of it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, talk. Then I've forgotten kind of talk me through these. Yes. And I also, I'm going to make my castmates in Sydney, like watch me. I'm going to use them as like guinea pig audiences the whole month. And actually, I I think they will probably give me very good like performance feedback, and right. they will probably like pitch jokes to me and stuff like that. Exactly, which is you know honestly with 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 those types of people, the other connections to is something I'm also looking for. Yeah, for my show. Oh yeah, yeah, inter- yeah, because we were probably gonna have Ashley, my friend Ashley, like look mm-hmm. at the script and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, oh, which I have for you. I have my laptop. Oh, cool. Um, so, uh, I still can't figure out how to share this pile with you. Oh. Um, so if, I, I just physically brought it for you to read later if you want. But oh, we can okay. talk about that later. Um, so this is what I currently have planned in my head. I was going to pl- I was going to open with this off-by-one concept where I basically uh, put a card in a glass. Um, I showed you the card that I made. It's like a six-way uh, hearts card. Uh-huh. And we have two of those. Um, so basically I'll go like... Hey, um, you know, can I, uh, can you pick black or red? I'll equivocate down to red and maybe equivocate down to hearts mm-hmm. and then say like, you can pick any heart from ace to king. Um, but you know, just do me, just so, cause it's in the middle. Um, don't pick the seven of hearts. All right. So, uh, what's one that you would pick? Six of hearts. Six of hearts. Great. Um, so now let's, I made a prediction before we started that, uh, which card you would pick. I'd open, I'd take the cloth off for it and it is the seven of hearts. Uh-huh. So, but I don't know why I asked you not to pick the seven <laughs> of hearts. It seems like I'm scared of success. Um, <laughs> so then I have these cards that are like, oh, but I have myself covered because, um, I, just in case I didn't get it right. This card says that I was going to be off by, uh, two, which, uh, as you know, gets us to the, uh, Five of hearts. It's very convoluted. There's like three cards in a row that for some reason I've set up a, an insurance policy that doesn't help me at all. Right. Um, it's like, oh, this is making it worse. And then basically by the third card, I eventually get us to the six of hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that card will be, I can pull it out um, of an envelope 
it'll say off by one on both sides mm-hmm. and I can pull it out with the six way card on one side, the ace through six on one side and the eight through king on the other. Right. And then I can say, oh, you know, the, sometimes they get lost doing this trick. So just as a reminder, I put your six of hearts here and then I unfold it. Mm-hmm. And then that's the end of that one. Cool. Um, and that's what I'm going to say at the end of each trick. Right. It's like, that's the end of that one. Have you heard of the Pat Oswalt routine about uh, comedy magicians? No. Oh, about like uh, it's not enough of each or something? Uh, yeah, I think that's part of it. The, 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 the routine skewers comedy magicians a bit and then it gets uh, to um, a story of like a comedy magician having a rough night or he's in a bad mood or something's really angry and he was like opening for Patton. Yeah. Uh, it was like in the 80s or something. And uh, and basically all comedy magicians would just have a suitcase they would pull stuff out of, do the trick, and then just throw it into a trash like a, a bin next to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he was just like really really angry. So he would just like do the trick as quickly and bare bones as he could, and be like, and oh, there's I that never, one, and then yeah, he throws yeah, yeah, yeah. it away. Right. Or something along those lines. Yes. If we, I should, should watch do the that. video. Um. So the deck that's I'm oh, sorry in the glass would be a deck with the seven of hearts like in it. So I can just mm-hmm. use I can take that deck and use it. Um. So that would just be the, I'm going to have them pick a card. I'm debating to, I've done it for friends in two different ways. I've, it's in Demonica. And then I have them, I've had people take three cards in a row. And then I've tried to blindly guess the first one. I, then I miss call the second one. And then the third one, I use the thing where like I had them cut to, this is one I did for Aaron. Mm-hmm. I had them cut to cards that are going to be clues as to what their card right. is. And then I kind of like improv my way to like, you know, oh, you cut to a red card. I think it's red. You, there's another red card. It must be like a heart. And then you cut to the rank. Oh, it's the six of hearts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just using the cards they randomly cut to to try to get right. me to the what I know their third card is. Um, then I've also done it where they, this is an Ollie mailing trick, by the way. I've done it where they just pick one. I peek the one before so I know what it is. And then I have them put it back. And then I just do the cutting of the three cards that way. Yeah. Without the missed calls. I think I'm leaning towards not doing the missed calls. Because I just did a thing where I made mistakes and fixed it. Um, uh, sure. Uh, yeah, I suck at that. You don't want to go back to that well too A many little times. bit. And also, I think that I've detected a little bit that when I miss call the two, it people start to figure out, like, it seems to almost expose it a little bit of, like... Oh, interesting. In, in what way? It seems like they kind of figure that the deck is in a certain order. And that, like, the third one, it, it, doesn't, it seems to fool people more when I just do one card. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the idea. I, I like the idea of just them picking three cards and me literally trying to guess the first one and it being a genuine, like, miss. Right. Um, there's something appealing to me about that. I, I don't know why. I kind of like the idea of just, like, being... The thing is, I could peek it and just get it anyway. Right. Um. But there, I don't know. There's something appealing to me about like genuinely like trying and missing on the first one. Right. I don't know that that would be a good idea for an audition. Well, I unless it was very clear theatrically like what you were going for. So my the, what I was going for was if I do the two misses that I'm getting closer to being in sync with them, and that by the third one I am. But that's why I don't think I want to do that when I've just done a thing where I've missed on a couple of things. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that that reasoning. Um, so that all the reasoning, reasoning. Damn, I couldn't. I couldn't get the pun. <laughs> then I thought about doing the. Um, 
you know, the thing is, I'm not really doing sleight of hand. What I really do is I just memorize the whole deck. And this is not really like a magic trick. I just like, I, this is what I showed to you before, where like, I just take, if I can take like five cards, I can kind of remember what they are. And I just warm up by like, then I just take 10 and then I deal out them out in suits. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I think I can do the rest of the deck. And then I deal out the rest of the deck in the suits. Do you remember I did that? Yes, I do. Um, uh, oh, you know what would be great is I should add that. So this is a Chris Rollins thing that he did at his lecture at okay. the Magic Apple. Um, I think that's what I was going to do there. And then I was going to do the blue and red uh, double-decker love thing that I cool. showed you. And I think that's probably eight minutes. Yeah. So. Definitely. What do you right. think? That's pretty good. Uh, do you, my, my first question is, okay, explain to me again how the. Um, Why I want to do this. Uh, right. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what is the the process of that memorization trick? The process is um, like, uh, and I, I just don't have the deck in front of me, but the process is like, um, the I it's the the way I actually do these tricks is I just I just I just like look at the order and then I know where all the cards are. Mm-hmm. So I'll just give you an example. I'll have them shuffle it and then I'll say like you just warm up like and you can follow along with me. If I put out these three cards, then I can pretty much go like, oh, these are the black cards, these are red cards. And then if I put out five, I'm just kind of getting used to doing more. I deal out black and red. And then I do ten. And the three, five, and ten, I'm genuinely mm-hmm. memorizing them. And then I say, okay, I think I can do the rest. And then I deal out the rest of them in the suits into four stacks. Cool. Um, the Chris Rollins one, he somehow, he gets one card for oh, oh, and that one, as I recall, that, that you can legitimately shuffle those cards, right? Oh, they can shuffle it, yeah. Yes, okay, for I sure. forgot about that. I forgot, I thought there was like a, somewhat of a stack there. No, there's no stack. Um, one, okay, great. Then I was going to say, like, oh, do you know any false shuffles or anything? Um, but This is why, oh, this is why I asked, I think I asked you recently, like, I asked you and Taylor and Robert, like, I need to learn a false shuffle. And uh-huh. then you, almost everybody said zero. Yeah, it's not terribly difficult. Um, and then, uh, I don't know. Okay. Every, for in the hands, everybody said truffle. But oh. truffle seems difficult. <laughs> it, yeah, truffle shuffle is difficult. Um, so. I can teach you a uh This is another thing. Off, this, like a. Uh, overhand false shuffle that's pretty good oh okay this is another thing i plan on doing in sydney is like just sitting in a hotel room and just like practicing a false shuffle for the whole yeah that's exactly how you have to do it you just gonna have to you know um uh one thought is uh again you have a, hmm. um oh yeah maybe direct the the introduction of the memorization thing uh-huh. what are you calling that just so i have a good term to do you have a name for that? I don't. Okay, well, never mind. Um, super smarty. Super smarty. We're going to call it super smarty forever yeah. now. Uh, we've committed to that the same way I've committed to this goatee. I mean, on Penguin Magic in a year. Ambivalently you can... and yeah. shamefully. Um, similar to how we will market this trick, do it out of ambivalence and a, a desire for commercial success. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, you might not want to... Again, I don't know the dynamic to hit here because it's not a show and it's not an audience so i don't know exactly how you're supposed to be treating this necessarily I believe you're supposed to be treating it like you were doing like you were a person that sat down at one of the tables okay and so you're it. not supposed to allude to the fact that you are in a room full of magicians i do not think so okay well in fact i think i they explicitly told 
uh, maybe Theron. But I, I've, someone has been told that I've read somewhere that like just do it like a regular show. Mm-hmm. Like assume it's like you're performing for civilians, right? Does that change what you would how you would talk about it? Uh, not well. Potential. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 that wasn't a complete thought. My, but my my the, where I was going was that uh, you might not want to say, oh, the way I did that was I can just memorize the cards really easy when you are legitimately using a memorized deck immediately before that ah, as a covert, yes, me- yes, as, yes, covertly yes. as part of the method. Right. Now, again, that decision also changes depending on, I, I think, if you're performing for magicians or laymen and how much you're uh, leaning into either of those. Right. Does that make sense? Like, the, the, like how I might address that. Like, if I was performing at a magic convention for all magicians and... You know, I would maybe there's maybe a joke in there to make about mnemonica or something. Well, because the the funny thing is, is like I feel like if I th- that's another reason that why I think the previous thing, the sort of like my the like cutting to the clues thing, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do um, only one card because I also feel like if I saw a magician go like pick three cards and it's like um, the eight of hearts, the six of spades, and the five of spades. Right. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> like, right. So, and that's the question: Are you, are you, tr- are you know, are you trying to fool them? I don't think so. Um, that, that no one, no one has given me the impression that this is a thing where you're trying to fool the people in the room. Well, again, I mean, so you might get, so like objectively speaking, I know magic isn't objective, but objectively speaking, what is the stronger effect? Is the stronger effect? getting three cards in different ways or is a stronger effect getting one card and then because then if you're just going off of that and you're pretending this is layman then perhaps you should not be considering like oh if it's three cards in succession i shouldn't worry about that yeah yeah um and i mean potentially again this is the kind of thing i don't know necessarily potentially it could be a point in your favor that you know mnemonica which uh-huh. takes f- time, effort, patience, right? And, you know, I should say and dedication. That, I should say that during it, right? Be like, right. I mean, what's funny is like, here's I would, my whole audition: four of clubs, <laughs> two of what's hearts. What's funny is that I would never do that. Seven um, of diamonds. But actually, it's not. It's in the ballpark of three of clubs. Uh huh. Four of hearts. Um, it's in the ballpark of. I hate when magicians talk about how long it took to learn something. Oh, like, yeah. That feels very much of like, give me credit for what I've done. I call this one uh, five years of my life. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, I actually was going to also do this. Uh, I think I've done it for you. Um, the four-way coincidence. Where is that shuffle? Or are you putting it back in order? I was stacking it in Monica to try oh, the yeah, thing yeah, sure, you're doing, but sure. um, um, let's just uh, to, to talk to talk more about shuffle this, this uh, one. All right. And Here really shuffle it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just cut back to the same. What was the f- false cut we saw at that show the other night? He did no one where he like talking about. he like he cut it and then he like banged it against each other, and then like tick, and he, it's funny he just did at Invisible Tango. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, he was talking. About. It's not giving away anything. He said, "I'm doing false cuts," where he just went like this, like that, or something. It uh, was literally he did remember. like. Slip cut and then just stacked it like that and then just went back to it. It looked really good. And I was like, oh. But he was saying like this is a false cut as he was doing it. Right. Um this one I, this one I have been doing because it's just fun and, and I can do this from a shuffle deck. They can shuffle this. It's just for me to try to find your lucky card. Um let's see. This is Jeff Williamson, and I enjoy it uh, very much. Um I'm gonna try to like find your lucky card based on the way that you just shuffled this deck. Um 
Let's see. Okay, can you tell me what your uh, middle name is? Luis. Luis, really? Yeah. How do you spell it? L-U-I-S. Oh, that's not going to work at all. Um, Didn't I just say that five minutes But ago, I didn't know audience? that it was like Luis Luis. Um, I'm gonna make, this is my prediction of what your lucky card is. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to uh, put these into two, two stacks, and uh, you're going to tell me to stop whenever you like. Stop. Okay, cool. So we have a big stack and a little stack. Which one do you want to work with? The big stack. Big stack. So, uh, oh, let's turn these over. John's a big stack kind of guy. Yeah. So we're going to spell the uh, card that's on the top of the stack. Okay. Uh, and the way we're going to do that was with these. We're going to spell the 10. 10. Easy to do. So we're going to spell it with T-E-N. -E which is great because that was my prediction. Right. And also. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a, like a decent little like filler trick I can do just uh, to like. There's still one thing. I You showed me that before. Yeah. There's still one thing I hate about it. Oh. Um, the equivocate? It's the Asian person doing it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not the equivocate, and I think that's a natural time to use equivocate. It's like it, that's that's more organic than like a red or black. I yeah. think it's it, it's harder for an audience to track um, because I don't think equivocate is that hard for an audience to retrace if you do it more than once. Uh, it's that uh, it's that the fourth ten is coming out of no like. So basically, what he did was I should probably watch the DVD again. Um, it ends better than what I he did was it. he, he put, made a prediction, dealt the cards into two piles, one bigger than the other, turned them face down, uh, picked up the smaller pile. And per, per my choice, we turned over the card on the top pile, or it seems like per my choice. Yes. Um, that's, that was a 10. And so then with a the small pile, he dealt 10 cards and uh, the, to, to spell the letter, the, the word 10. Yeah. Um, and then turned over a 10. And then all you did was, uh, you just took the next card off the pile you were dealing, turning over the prediction, also revealing the card you picked up to turn it over was in fact a ten. Like, I, I just I remember you showing me that, and I think there needs to be some reason why a fourth ten is in play. So I should watch the Jeff Williamson thing again. This um, is from Miracles for Mortals, I believe. I do have one idea. Oh yeah, let me just explain what I think his. First of all, he probably has an ending that I'm forgetting. He also sets them up sort of geographically, where it's this one, this one. The prediction is. Here. Here mm -hmm. lands here, and the fourth one goes down in a. So it makes like a, a square. Yes, okay. so which I think does help it. But what's so your let's idea? Say, um, let's see what the setup would be. Should be a, a, oh the setup. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, there be a ten there, and then be one to two them right, and then a prediction. Yes. Okay. Um, what if you were to do? No, this should be on the face. What do you mean? It should be two indifference, and it, those should be on the. Oh, I'm oh, assuming we're already here about to do it. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Um, right? Yeah, 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 I'm just assuming like we skipped all that bullshit. What I'm saying is... Um, <laughs> I think you mean the script, okay, my, my, so the routine. Here, here's my idea. This is a little slightier than maybe it needs to be. Yeah. My idea was that when you put that uh, prediction down, let's say uh, you'd had two tens face, uh, face to face. Uh -huh. um, so you could do a double, a table double like that, uh -huh. where there's a ten... Facing up, below a 10, facing down. So it looks like just one card's facing down. Then you're going to go one, two. That's the, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 10. You've had that one up, face up already. Right. So it turns, uh, oh, I this see. This one would have been face up. Got, you're right, you're right, you're right. So it'd be maybe 10 and then like T, E, N. There's a third 10 and like a fourth 10. Oh. I, I just saw, um, Interesting. I, oh, and you made a little diamond with that too. Yeah. So, so like it, it the it, it looks like something's kind of appearing. I, I don't know. That's not a that's not a great. That's a bad idea. That perhaps a good idea could no, come yeah, from. Maybe. 
the, but yeah, I just, the, just your some... basic feedback is you don't like the ending of that, which I don't. I actually just like no, I like the ending. It's a cool like it, it's kind of hard to retrace where all those tenants are coming from. Just there's just you can go one, two, and then there's that card, and then immediately you just kind of take the next one and turn it over. I, I just don't know where this fourth one is coming from and why or it should why. be why it's interesting or like why it's in play. Right. Does that make sense? No, no, for sure. And I feel that whenever I do that trick. Yes. So uh, and and you know what? Maybe I don't notice it. Or maybe other people don't notice it. Like maybe I'm being weird about it. That's possible. I mean, as well. that's always on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I uh for sure I don't feel that the last 10 or last card has that the impact that it right. might and I think that's why I should probably rewatch it. Because I bet I just took um, the core of mm-hmm. the how the method goes and don't remember what the right. kicker is. Because I remember that the kicker was pretty... Uh, anyway, it's obviously supposed to be the kicker. And it, right. if it's a kicker, it should have more impact than that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's probably true, right? <laughs> yeah, put, potentially. You, I mean, you don't want to end on like an anticlimax. Right. Or, and you're also saying it's kind of confusing. I'm just like, wh- where did that 10 come? You know? Right. And then I'm just, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> Right, as opposed to being like right. thinking about how you should say yes for me to be in the castle. Right. Um, so uh, okay. that is the twist: is that uh, after your audition, they bring up your sponsor and they go, they put a gun to their head and they go, "Would you accept this person in the castle?" And if also, I say no, they kill me. Also, if I fail you. the audition, they kick out my sponsor and my reference yes. from the castle. So, I had a good run. Yeah. And Taylor did too. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I had a good run. So now that they've got this Hilton deal, I didn't mean to be controversial. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that is. Um, the uh, I don't want to get too much into it. They're still hashing it out. And it's a very controversial thing. A lot of people the are very new upset president about it. of the academy is Paris Hilton. Yes, and, and the vice president is Perez Hilton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's like some reciprocal deal with the Hilton where now if you book at a, at one of forty Hiltons in Los Angeles. You get a, like a free pass. Yeah, if you book like six weeks in advance, and there is a like available room, uh, huh. something like that, and then members get twenty five percent off. Uh, a lot of people are upset that um, it kind of takes away the exclusivity of being a member and like giving out passes. Yeah. Um, and also, they're like, well, we that just means the place is going to be more crowded. We kind of lose sort of like the prestige of giving these out, and also we live in L A, so we don't get the benefits of a twenty five percent off a Hilton room or something like is that. Is it global though for Hilton or no? Um, I don't know. That would be weird. If it was, yeah, I, if I don't just, think it is. If it's just a discount on Hiltons in the town you already live in, that is <laughs> right. uh, so I don't know all the details. I haven't been paying super close attention to this, but um, it is a it is a hot button issue, and people are very upset about it. Yes, um, and not to say they're no, they're wrong to be upset. It's yeah. just like I, you know, uh, people are upset. I don't know too much about it. It, it. We're still in kind of the early stages of like mis misinformation and miscommunication. Right. I think, but there's a lot of like. This is dumb, and what are we getting from this? Yeah, I mean, I assume they're getting some kind of the, the castle's getting a little bit of a financial boost in some way. Yeah, apparently Jim Steinmeier, uh, the president of the castle, uh, president of the board, um, put out a, a statement recently that was, you know, uh, like well mannered and very persuasive. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't seen that, so I don't know very much. Well, I would also details. say and this will come out weeks later, and I'm sure a lot will have happened since then. Probably what you could also argue is that you want the the demographics of people that go to Hilton's, maybe you want that at the castle, like because they might spend more money on drinks and yeah, I really don't know. Um, um, I don't have a huge stance on it. I, I, you know, 
You preferred if it was like a Ramada Inn. Um, yeah. Do you have any Red Roof Inns? Yeah, La Quinta. A, mo- a Motel 6, perhaps. Um, so wait, where were we? We were talking about... I, I will think about the how I get into the memorized chunk. Um, you know what would be great is if I could genuinely learn a false shuffle is then... Uh, oh, you know, actually what I would, would be great to learn would be a, a, a functional cull. Because if I could cull the aces... Then uh, I did the Chris Rollins one card poker thing where I had four aces and um, I I did this for you, but it doesn't matter. But basically it's like you have to have the aces at the top. Hmm. Um, And I don't know how to do that. Oh, cool. In front of people. Hmm. So I could do it as like my first thing. If I was able to do like a false shuffle, I could do it as my first trick or whatever. Right. But, um, a functional call, like like going from like the thing we just did, the four coincidence. If I was then just like, oh cool, let me just get pull the car aces to the top and then go into the next thing. That would be very right because I like that trick a lot. Um, so anyway, assuming that I didn't do that, if I did this four coincidence, then I would pull out the the blue and the red deck and do the matching um, yes love thing, yeah, which, which is, is a good trick which you've seen, yeah. Um, so I mean, this entire process is basically like. I have very strong opinions about comedy and I have medium strong opinions about magic. So, uh, and I know that in terms of magic, my ability to do like actual magic that people will like, I'm not going to be able to do any trick that you're going to be like, wow, that was incredible. (laughs) So it's a, it's a perfect situation for setting up like where literally probably the best I could do is like above average mediocre magic (laughs) with, with with like charm and jokes around it is like that's sort of what that's sort of what i'm trying to like ride into getting into the castle right because i do think that like armed with for we've talked about before i don't have any ambitions to actually be like a gigging magician or performing magician right um i would not say that in the audition I think I'll start with that and right. be like, I'm not interested in this field. I just want to be in this club. <laughs> right. So um, why do you want to be a member here? Um, oh, just so I can come with my friends and make fun of the magicians. Yeah. <laughs> whenever I want. Um, it's, I like do, a, it's like a season pass to the zoo. Yeah. Um, but less dignified? No, I don't know. Uh, I, Zing. Well, the funny thing is, like, I mainly want to go to see the see as much magic as I can and to have access to the library. Like those are the main real reasons I want to be in the castle. Mm-hmm. Um but also just it is a clubhouse for a thing that I truly find super enjoyable. Right. And and I enjoy talking to almost everybody about it that actually like is in it. So right. um but because I'm not super like but I do think that I I think I could like handle one of those like fifteen minute slots or whatever. Like if I had you know, if I settled on like four or five effects that I was comfortable with, I'm pretty confident that I could handle a crowd and like um, entertain them. Like, I think I could do it at a level where people on this auditioning committee wouldn't be like embarrassed to be like, oh boy, this guy's going to like go to that iPad and put his name on it. You know? Right. I feel like that's the bar I'm trying to clear. Right. It's like similar to on your recommendation form, they were like, would you have this person in your home? Right. That's kind of what I feel like there is the bar I'm trying to pass for this is like, if this person signed up on for a slot to perform, like, would you be embarrassed? <laughs> well, let me tell you, by my standard, plenty of those people still get access to that iPad. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's why you shouldn't be not on to the, be an asshole. You shouldn't be on the auditioning committee. Uh, <laughs> At least not when, uh, you know. Right. Um, so my plan is... For the record, anybody who's like, oh, John's a dick and elitist, um, just a reminder that a guy shoved his face in a woman's tits at the castle in that exact place, yes. like in that exact position. Um, oh, was it in one of the side places? Yeah, that was in like a oh, I didn't know that iPad access room. Um, didn't know that. Again, that's not a statement about magicians, statement about the castle. The ca- castle ha- handled it very elegantly, and that person was dealt with appropriately from my understanding. I don't even know what they did to him. Um, right. So I'm just, you know saying you you're saying that just generally like i'm just trying to not to be a dick and be like there's some bad people down there there's some great people down there yeah some really good people you're just trying to make it through magic without being a dick which is kind of yes which would be a towering achievement if you get to the end of your career and everyone likes me yeah (laughs) well that is my only priority so um so Given that set of effects, do you think that's a coherent enough little chunk to be an audition? I think so. It's not stuff that everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. There's an original trick in there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right? I mean, the, the love thing that's original. Uh huh. And my beginning with the six way out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, well uh, yeah, I, I was going to say that is like, uh, uh, you know, a, a card being named and appearing in a. Like I would say, that's like sub- original in its house that it subverts that trick. Yeah. Um, whereas the the ending, the the closer is like just an original. Like I want this to happen. You know. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what I'm saying. That that wasn't very articulate. Well, like if I I don't have the sort of time or wherewithal to like do that variation of the magic square that I wanted. Right. But like I think that would be enjoyable to perform in front of magicians to just be like, fuck up a magic square. And then, like, insist insist that the math is all checking out and then have it have the number appear in like a very different way. Yeah, that would be cool. I think that would be, and I I think within the next year that that's achievable to like. So, when this doesn't work out and you have to audition again, I mean, there's a very good chance I'm fully prepared to to fail this. What what would your reaction like? What would you know if I fail? Yeah, what is the emotional? Well, this podcast will end. Okay, cool. (laughs) No, no, I, I, I am. Expecting just, that I'm not going to pass. Got it. I just are there two Asian comedians in LA that like magic that I could do this with? I don't know. There are. I'm sure that there's. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that there is. There's a lot of Asians in magic, so just got to find a funny one. Right. So good luck. <laughs> See how funny Eric Chen is. Um, I don't know if you saw him on AGT. I did. Where they were like, it was weird. They were treating him like he was like, oh, you just started doing magic. Like yeah. it was very like condescending. Like, oh, you're so nervous. I was like, this guy's fucking like Grand Prix World Champion. I know. Yeah, um, failed to mention that. No, in the package. Uh, my expectation is I'm that I will. At that point, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, it'd be like if um, like Usain Bolt right. was like, well, so you just started running, huh? Right. Oh, look how nervous he is running this hundred meter dash. Um, the uh, I have known at least three people that have auditioned and failed okay so my expectation is i've also heard that um and i don't know if this is true anymore but i've heard that there is a um element of like we will fail you the first time mm. to see if you are truly like interested like in fight club where they're like you have to sleep outside for th- we, we tell you to go that's away right. every day for three days that's and- right and also don't talk about this right which is uh, hey. a little counter to having a podcast about this subject. right um so my reaction i'm sure i would be disappointed but i don't 
I'm very good at being um, a be- a beginner at things. Right. I don't mind. Uh, I, now I've had to condition myself to this, but like I don't mind getting critiqued or notes or uh, or like being told. Like if I failed this one, I'm pretty sure I will get like a little sheet of like notes about like, hey, you should put a false shuffle in here or like, um, you know, the like tips for the routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so now if I did it twice and failed, that might be depressing to me. Right. Um, so that's where I draw the line in terms of my ego, the second failure. Right. <laughs> um, the only thing to truly, I think, disappointing about if I don't succeed the first time is if I get into the castle on July 8th, that means that I will be a member of the castle in time to go to Edinburgh and then go to the London part of the Voldemort tour mm-hmm. and then go to the Magic Circle. Cool. Because I'll get like a yeah, reciprocal, reciprocal um, membership. membership. Yeah. So that would be a cool thing. I'm going to be in London in a few weeks and oh. I'm gonna try, I might try to check it out because that's my last stop before I go to Edinburgh. I'll be oh, in cool. For a, few, for a few days. Hey, everybody. Uh, not to interrupt ourselves, but uh, this conversation was supposed to be a short episode and it went so long that it's now super long. We're going to split it into two parts. Right. So don't worry. The interruption right now, I know you're upset that I'm being interrupted, but it's by more me, which is great. I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, so um, the the reason I wanted to do record this whole thing is John's going to be at Magic Bar. Yes. So what dates are you there? I'll be there definitely June 10th and 11th. Okay. Uh, actually, at this point, there is a potential that I might be filling in for Ben as host on... on uh, the week after. The week before, June oh, um, 3rd and 4th. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, this will come out after then. Uh, it will, but you yeah. could go back in time and watch that. Yeah, you can go back in time. But um, you definitely go there on the 10th and 11th. Definitely come on the 10th and 11th. I'll be there with some new material that I'm very excited about. I might be putting in some material that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about for my Fringe show just to kind of gauge audience reaction there. Um, give me a, it's going to be a blast. Uh, come by, have a drink, and we'll see you there. We'll see you there, and we'll see you here next week for the rest of this conversation. Yes, it gets spicy. <laughs> You've been listening to The Setup, discussions in magic and comedy. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please go follow us on Instagram at Setup Podcast. We post little fun things there. We also have an email if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, that's setuppod at gmail.com. And, and that is setuppod at gmail.com. And go to iTunes and give us a review. Yeah, please give us I a, would suggest. I would suggest five stars. Five stars. And then every time there's ten five stars, throw in a four star so that it sounds believable. Right. All straight fives, that, that's, that's too important. Right. And so then, you got to throw in like a, a, you know, a pretty good, but yeah, not great. You should make multiple iTunes accounts to do this. Yeah, please do. Um, so we're going to get in touch with you all to help you make more iTunes accounts. Right. I mean, this kind of goes along with this whole email scam business that I have as well. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. We've made a lot of money. 